0: to the Paul McGuire report. This is Paul McGuire. So wherever you are in America, the United States of America, or Europe, the European Union, or any continent on planet Earth, including uh, what I would call the flat-out communist totalitarian dictatorships and the hardcore socialist Orwellian Brave New World slash dictatorships which are hiding in plain sight, because when you have the population dumbed down, like you have it dumbed down in America, and then when you travel outside of America, America, relatively speaking, looks largely not woke. Woke is a perverse statement. It's intellectually dishonest. But awakened, America, relatively speaking, speaking, uh, the people are in a stage of awakening and have been a stage. Now, it's a primitive stage, but when you travel, for example, to the Great Britain or Paris, France, or many other nations, or Canada, uh, you notice it. I was speaking in Paris to about 50,000 people just a couple of days after the Charlie Hebdo attacks, and uh, I spoke to a large church in Paris, France, and then I stood right near that fountain, You can see pictures of me up on my website, paulmcguire.us. And that's on that fountain where thousands of people in France gathered. There was that famous sign that said, no fear. And so when I was there, even though it was just days after the Charlie Hebdo attacks, um, the people were not afraid. They, They championed and embraced the mindset of no fear. And that was a decision with their will and we need to do that here in the United States of America or we're going to lose all of the freedoms that God gave us through the founding of the United States of America through these strong bible believing pilgrims and puritans who made sure that our founding fathers of which they were a large percentage that our founding fathers were not going to cop out they knew you see the pilgrims and puritans believed their bible they read their Bible, they believed in prayer, so they actually prayed. But on top of that, what made the pilgrims and Puritans so incredibly effective for Jesus Christ was this fact. And the moment that Christians in America embrace this fact and operate according to this fact, we're going to see a spiritual soul harvest like you've never seen before. We will see a biblical and authentic biblical revival to whatever degree you see the numbers are up to God you do not measure whether or not a biblical revival a biblical great awakening uh, or whatever you you don't measure it based on the arbitrary concept of um numbers just because there were a lot of people there at some great christian meeting doesn't mean that you know there's 35,000 people, let's say, somewhere, and it's a Christian event. You don't measure the effectiveness based on the 35,000 that attended. You measure the effectiveness by what percentage of those 35,000 were breathed on by the Holy Spirit, were filled with the Holy Spirit, were sanctified by the Holy Spirit, were called by the Holy Spirit. Repented of their sins as they were convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit. What percentage of people had a radical encounter with Jesus Christ that changed their life? It is that percentage of people that were set on fire by the power of God and began to win souls. It is that is the key, the key percentage. That's the percentage we need to measure the effectiveness of a revival or a move of God by mere numbers. That's an American. Middle class, corporate mindset. Just because you have large numbers doesn't mean you have any effectiveness. Case in point would be America today. Now, we don't really even have, at this moment, quantitatively speaking, we don't have the large numbers of evangelical Christians, born again Christians, Bible believing Christians, or whatever else you want to call them. We did in previous decades. We don't have the luxury of falling back on that carnal measuring system, which is just fine with me, because what that does is it forces us to be accountable before God. It forces us to be honest. You see, it's not how many—I know nothing about farming, okay, or agriculture. You could predict that, right? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that Paul McGuire is not an expert in agriculture or farming. I'm not. Why? No-brainer. I grew up in New York City, taking the subways, being in an urban environment. I did go to farms. I had relatives who had farms in Upper New York State. Upper New York State is a very, I shouldn't say plush, but it's a very fertile area for farmers. And I remember when I was i was low man on the totem pole in this ministry at the very beginning, and then God raised me up to be one of the top people. But I started at the bottom. and. Um, so I was like an associate producer, an associate producer you're, you're of this telethon that was live on Times Square in front of the Lambs Club. And that telethon was called I Care. And there was a picture of the, the, the big apple, New York City, picture of an apple. Somebody bit uh, a chunk out of the apple. That was part of the logo. And then it said, I care. I think it said, I care, Manhattan, New York. And there was a Band-Aid placed over the place where somebody bit into the apple so this was a live telethon it was like i don't know seven hours live live from times square it was broadcast from the stage and theater of times square live we had satellite trucks outside you know full production hollywood not hollywood new york uh, manhattan professional television crews and then simultaneously we had an outdoor stage that was elevated about i don't know two to three stories high Because the entire street was blocked off, and thousands of people packed to the street, 44th Street, to join in in the praying, the singing, the music. My friend Pat Boone was there. Pat Robertson made an appearance. uh, A whole lot of people. People that some of you would know, people that some of you wouldn't know. But it was a great time, and we, we reached literally millions of people for Jesus Christ and a message of practical hope for New York City. We reached millions of people because this television special was uh, what made it unique and different was that it broadcast live on 44th Street in the Broadway Theater District, and it was coming to people all over New York City, and all over New York City is like a 25-mile radius at least. Well, actually, it's quite a bit. The radius is quite a bit farther. Um and it, it, it hit home because people knew where the place was. They were, they were, like, connected to it physically and geographically. Everybody had been by that area. Everybody in New York City knows where 44th Street and Broadway was. So I was an associate producer, which was my first big break after college, after the University of Missouri, where I majored in film, a dual major in film and a brand-new field in the psychology department called Altered States of Consciousness. People attack me all the time. By the way, I, I talk about it, but I don't even tell you uh, a minutiae of what really goes on. And my enemies—why are they my enemies? Because they're enemies of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because I take a stand for Christ, they hate me. Because I take a stand for what Christ would do, they hate me. That's it. There's no other reason. And so um, we we are program beamed live all over the place to all the farms in upper state New York, to Pennsylvania, to all over New York. So we reached, you know, a potential audience of like 25, 30 million people or more, because that's how many people are packed into that area. And our telethon beamed into the homes of all the billionaires and multimillionaires and trillionaires who live in Manhattan, the big shots in the Broadway Theater District, the movers and shakers on Wall Street, and it was very effective. But my job as an associate producer, you're low man on the totem pole, so I would do everything from praying constantly, to getting coffee for the producer, to to basically be a gopher. And I, you know, I asked, well, what's the definition of a gopher on a television production? And the guy, the guy laughed at me and told me and told me something that many of you probably know. He said, a gopher is a guy or a girl on on the set of a production. Who who, who does the following? I said, well, what does he or she do? He says, you go for that and you go for this, whatever the the executive producers and the producers want. You go for it. So you're a gopher. Fine. I don't care. That's how you you learn. That's how doors open. You're not willing to walk in on the bottom of something and volunteer and be underpaid. Or guess what? Not be paid at all. Um, You short circuit your percentages of promotion and being raised up by God considerably. You follow God, you serve God. You don't have this contemporary, well, what's in it for me attitude. If you're truly serving, you don't you're not taking advantage of either. But if you're serving God, you're serving God and God will promote you and God will bless you. And God did that for me on Broadway and Times Square. And we reached a lot of people for Jesus Christ. And I won't get into all the things, but it was it was the, the impact still goes on today. So my point is that When God is constantly looking down from heaven to the earth, searching the earth, he he said he was doing this in the Old Testament, and God continues to do it today in the New Testament, and God continues to do this today in the last days, which is our time period. God is constantly looking to and fro throughout the earth And what God is looking for, because he has x-ray vision and he can see into the heart, mind, and soul of men and women, God is looking for a man or a woman who will take up his cause and be willing to stand in the gap as an intercessory prayer warrior. So God is scouring the earth. God is searching the earth right now. And right now means right now. Wherever you're listening to the Paul McGuire report, from whatever nation, like planet Earth, wherever you are in the United States of America, we are, as I've said many times before, in the greatest battle for the hearts and minds in the history of mankind. And God is looking for men and women. He's scouring the Earth and the USA, looking for men and women who are willing to stand in the gap. That means pray and be a prayer warrior who stands in the gap. That's the, the, There's a gigantic gap in the invisible realm and the physical world realm. The gap is a giant it's like in an earthquake if you have a house split in two, which I've been in that environment. The house is split in two, so there's like a gap from one side of the house to the other. Well, God is looking for somebody who's willing to, in a sense, stand in both worlds. He or she is willing through prayer, through intercession, through through the actions, through volunteerism, through through serving the Lord. God is looking for men and women who will stand in the gap. And bring the kingdom of heaven down into the earth, across the gap, bring the power and the kingdom of heaven into this world, this physical world reality that we live in. And when his men and women respond in obedience and are truly willing to stand in the gap, then and only then, God is released to move supernaturally by the power of his Holy Spirit and send a biblical revival, uh, a biblical great awakening. And the numbers of people involved, uh, the effectiveness of the revival or whatever, that's up to God. God measures the effectiveness, but He doesn't measure it or quantify it like man does. So, right now, God is looking to and fro across the earth, and He knows what's in everybody's heart. You can be walking in one direction, and very possibly you can be walking. At high speeds, like I have, and many of you have, you can be walking at high speeds in the absolutely wrong and sinful direction until the Lord, in His mercy and grace, unmerited favor, gets a hold of you. And then He makes you one of His disciples. And if you're willing, He will call you to stand in the gap. So in America, um, picture it as the physical world realm of America, and then picture America and the rest of the world uh, as two primary realities, the physical world, reality, and the invisible realm, spiritual world of reality. And there's a massive warfare between the angels and demons, God's people and Satan's people, engaged in all-out conflict in in many dimensions, but in these two primary dimensions. So right now, as we're speaking, right now, as you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report, I know with 100% certainty that there is a certain percentage percentage of you listening to my voice now. There's a certain percentage of you, and you know who you are because you can hear the Holy Spirit anoint my words and charge my words with the life of his presence. And when somebody Speaks what God wants spoken into the hearts of men and women, and those words are anointed by God through the power of the Holy Spirit. You can sense the anointing and the spiritual charge and the presence of God upon those words. So, right now, there is a let's be really conservative. Let's just say, hypothetically, there is only 1% of the people listening now who would be willing to respond and stand in the gap. Now, I personally think that is way too low of an estimate. I personally believe that listening right now to the Paul McGuire report, the percentage of people listening right now is probably somewhere between 4% and maybe 24% or 20%, or it could be a variation. So you know who you are because you can sense the resonating power of the Holy Spirit on the words that I'm speaking to you now, and you know that the words that you're hearing constitute what God would call a call of God on your life, and he's making you aware of it right now. So so heed the word of the Lord. The Lord is speaking to you right now, He's calling you. He's summoning you by the power of his Holy Spirit. He's quickening his words to you right now. And he's calling you to stand in the gap and to obey him and in his power and by faith, <clears throat> obey the call. It doesn't mean you have to be a full-time minister. It doesn't mean you have to, uh, you know, you can fully obey the call as a nurse, a doctor. It's not in only certain fields that God uses. God can use anybody, anywhere, anytime he wants to. The key is that right now, when you know you can feel that tug of the Holy Spirit on your heart and mind and inner being, you know that he's calling you. So those people that God calls, he also supernaturally equips by the power of his Holy Spirit. So you're being called, you're being equipped, and what God is asking you to do at this very moment is to consecrate that call to him. To say, yes, Lord, I'll go. Yes, Lord, I'm willing to stand in the gap. Yes, Lord, I'm willing to allow you to be not only my Savior, but to be Lord of my life. And when you make those decisions, when you get down on your knees, and some of you, nobody's looking, maybe somebody's looking. I don't know. It really doesn't matter. That's up to you and God. But, But the Lord is touching many of you right now. And you are gently being convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you have gone to your knees to freshly surrender your life to God, to repent of your sin or sins, and to turn your life over to God once again in a fresh manner and allow Jesus to be Lord of your life. That means you're going to do what he tells you to do. You're going to respond to the call and so all over the united states all over the world in different time zones on different social media platforms there are people who at this very moment are being supernaturally called by god and you're going to your knees or you're you're in an attitude of prayer but you've got to pay attention to the traffic patterns or whatever it is you're responding to the prayer with a yes and god is honoring that and therefore this moment that we're spending together has become a holy moment. It's always a holy moment when a man or a woman surrenders their life to Jesus Christ. Now, it's up to God. You surrender. You obey the Lord. You follow him. You read his word. You renew your mind with the word of God. You become an intercessory prayer warrior. But God will lead you. God will provide for you. God will equip you. God will guide your paths and all the other things he promises to do. It begins with this act of obedience, perhaps when nobody's looking. But once you invite God to take charge, he takes charge. He did that with me. He called me to my knees several times when I returned from the University of Missouri to Manhattan, New York City, and this guy was preaching. Uh, This is back many decades ago. This guy was preaching, and he was a world-renowned Bible scholar, and the name of the church—it was a famous church. It was Calvary Baptist Church, across from the Russian Tea Room in Manhattan. And Johnny Cash and his wife used to pull up to that church in their limousine, because when they were on the East Coast or Manhattan, they would attend Calvary Baptist Church. So even though this guy spoke in this like Shakespeare, Shakespearean English voice, and he very uh, fundamentalist uh, in his approach to preaching and theology, which is fine with me simply means he believes in the Word of God. He challenged everyone in the church uh, meeting, which was, I don't know, 2,000 people or whatever. And he exhorted us and challenged us to go beyond merely asking Jesus to be our Savior, of which we rejoice for that. But he said, now you need to take the next step, and you need to invite Jesus Christ to not only be your Savior, but to be Lord of your life. That means from that moment forward, you give up the rights to fully control your life. And by faith, you're going to allow God and Jesus to control and direct the footsteps of your life. So we called everyone forward who was being called by God to get down on their knees and to surrender their lives to Jesus Christ and invite Jesus Christ to be Lord of their lives at the altar. And I was one of many who did that. I went to the altar on my knees, and I i had to do this by faith, because you really want to know the truth? Part of me was terrified. And part of me was terrified because the carnal part of you was scared. Like, what is God going to do? Turn me into a religious maniac or something? I mean, you know, like like a, a little bit freaked out about the thing. But anyway, I obeyed God and invited Jesus Christ to be Lord of life. And, and God took over from, from then on. Now, right now, decades later, Through the media of the internet and social media and different social media platforms, many of you have heard the Lord speak to you. You just happen to be using my voice. You could use anybody's voice. You heard the Lord speaking to you and calling you to stand in the gap and to invite the Lord to be Lord of your life, not just your Savior. And then you, you, as best you can, you ask Him to guide you and lead you and strengthen you. And you will discover that you're going to end up doing things that you're, you're going to initially, probably, you may be resistant about, like I was. You know, this business about picking up my cross and following Jesus. I got to admit to you, that was not really a turn-on invitation to me. But I did it by faith, trusting God. And God, by His grace, and all through my life, decade after decade, God, by His grace, supernaturally called me into the ministry. And the ministry that the Lord has operated through me and Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church for many, many decades is probably one of the most unorthodox, completely reinvented, and completely unique and different style of ministry that I've ever seen in my life. And I don't tell you even half of it. But it's miraculous. Now, right now, many of you have responded to God, and you, you know it, it may be new to you. But as you follow the Lord's directions, you will discover that the Lord will lead you, provide for you, grow you in ways that that can only constitute the miraculous. And all you got to do is take baby steps and exercise that mustard seed of faith. Now, why am I saying all this? Because one of the primary purposes of this ministry, Paradise Mountain Church, Paul McGuire Ministries, and what I do and the people who partner with me do, is we communicate this message and other messages, which to find somebody who does both is rare. Because I not only deal with the biblical and the spiritual in an unashamed public manner, I also deal with the intellectual, the analytical, the historical, the research, and everything else that goes into a a very in depth, apologetic ministry that provides biblical answers, intellectual answers, and scientific answers in defense of the faith. So, why I started the program the way I did is because I had to obey the Lord. The Lord put that on my heart. So, we are able to reach people to the degree people like you are willing to obey the Lord. And no matter what the Lord tells you to do, you're willing to obey him and do that. But you got to go to the Lord and ask him what he wants to do through you. So we need your help in financing the spiritual war and spiritual harvest that we're involved in. And I simply ask you to go before the Lord and ask him to tell you, how much he wants you to contribute or give in terms of a financial donation or a gift, and then obey him, whatever Jesus tells you to do and how often do it. Believing the truth, which is if you take care of God's business, I promise you, you will see God supernaturally take care of your business. That's the way of the kingdom of God. And so let me read you something. When you take a stand for the truth, I'm just talking about spiritually. But as well as historically and sociologically and scientifically. we To those of you that joined our e blast list, and by the way, every single one of you needs to and should join our e blast list so you get all the free stuff we're sending you. We don't sell the list, we don't give it out to anybody. You don't have to worry about being on the list because guess what? There's nothing on this list that Would cause you to worry about being on the list because you're already on lists right and left. I hate to break it to you, but you are. So you might as well get the benefit of being on this list. We don't give it to anybody. It's only for the use of this ministry. And as I took a stand, and I continue to take a stand for the truth, we are attacked um, in every way possible. So, for example, this was we send all kinds of free interviews free videos uh, to you if you're on the e-blast list. You can join it for free by going to paulmcguire.us. And if you're being blessed by this ministry, then you have a responsibility before God. The least you can do is join the list and help spread the word. So we sent this out because uh, the price tag for speaking the truth is that you get persecuted. And I've been persecuted, my ministry's been persecuted all my life, and I consider it a privilege. I really don't care. Okay, so I encourage you to, to today, join my e-blast list so you can get uninterrupted, non-censored videos, radio, and all kinds of stuff from our ministry. And make sure you visit our Rumble channel, and subscribe to our Rumble channel and our other social media channels. Which are all free to you. Why are they free to you? Because we pick up the cost, we pay for it. Now we need people who are going to help us do that, but we don't charge anybody. We could. Okay, so in big letters, it says, as I mentioned the other day, this just came out from our ministry a day or two ago this video got me kicked off of YouTube. So two and a half years later, this video, and I give you the video to watch for free, this video was removed from my YouTube this past week. Expect censorship when you don't agree with the narrative. So what was the big sin that caused me to get kicked off YouTube, which I've been kicked off before? I'd like to get back on, but um, they're they're punishing me for for a video I did, which you can watch and judge for yourself, changing the human DNA, which was released two and a half years ago. So, you know, two and a half years later, they kick me off YouTube and try to threaten my monetization. Well, my webmaster and people praying for our ministry got on it. Immediately, we have a large list of social media platforms we're on, free to you. But we immediately, within hours of getting this information, and we had actually started the process before we got the information of being kicked off YouTube. Uh, we're now on Getter, G-E-T-T-R. We're now on Truth. We're now on Gab. Rumble, Brighteon. Uh, we're kicked off of YouTube right now. Uh, we are have a, a Roku channel, which we pay for. People say, I want to see you on video. Well, for crying out loud, we're paying for you to see me on video. We're making some upgrades. But we have an entire Roku channel and other things where you can watch all kinds of videos from us. Okay, so I'm going to be very blunt with you. If this ministry is helping you and you're listening to, to, to it on a regular basis, I charge you nothing for it. It's free. So the least you can do in terms of standing with us is to pray for us and to join these social media platforms. Because this is your insurance and my insurance against being taken down in the middle of the night, which we were, being taken down without a sufficient reason, which we were, and disappearing altogether, which they would love to do. But the insurance that I have and other people have in in stopping that is we have alternative platforms that you should be joining now. Because I'll tell you where this is going. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. By the time they're they're finished with their deliberately deliberately strategic artificial intelligence bot generated purge of anybody with a conservative viewpoint, or or a non PC viewpoint, or a biblical viewpoint, or a biblical worldview, or a a Christian worldview, anybody who doesn't toe the line of, you know, Marxist, communist, globalist. Woke thinking. Anybody who, who who wants to think and speak the truth, and not just function as a, a brainwashed robot or android. Their end game is to totally remove you from social media. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not exaggerating one bit. And not only that, if you want to know where it's going to go in America and where it's going very quickly, this is the this is the globalist billionaire plan for your life. So wake up and smell the coffee. Their endgame is to censor you and everything you stand for, everything you believe, everything you hold dear, including your faith in Jesus Christ, they want to remove you from the Internet. And then they want to demonize and turn the culture against you. You've got to come to the place where you, you, you get sophisticated. That's part of what I'm trying to do with this ministry is is raise people's intelligence and awareness and perception to what's really going on. they are lying to you on Fox News. That was not always the case. I was one of Fox News's darlings, and I'm not exaggerating this was back this was back this went on for about ten years. This was when O'Reilly had the biggest show on Fox, and I was constantly on the biggest shows on Fox, and I was one of their hardest hitting uh, biggest audience drawing commentator uh, on the Fox News Network, and I never lost a debate. And this went on for 10 years. So I I know, but it's changed since then. It changed after 10 years when I was on. They they started to, if you had a strong conservative point of view or a biblical point of view, you you discovered you, you stopped getting the calls from the producers. So I went from darling to, you know, a woman cast aside because I wasn't willing to compromise. Now There's plenty of people you can turn on Fox right now, and they're willing to compromise. I wasn't, and there's others right now who are are not willing. So I decided that, you know, when I get to heaven, nobody's going to remember whether I was on Fox News or not. Get over it. Nobody's going to remember all the appearances and debates I won on CNN. Get over it. You're not going to even remember all the Christian stuff I did. So get over it and understand that you've got to look at everything you do in this life from the eternal perspective and make sure that what you're doing is for the right reason and that you're really running the race for Jesus Christ, not your ego, not for fleeting acclaim and temporary applause. And there's nothing like good old-fashioned trials to, to make those disappear out of your life. So I said, you know what? Because I knew the Fox producers, the CNN producers, they were all over my website. At that time, when I made regular appearances on Fox, combined with, this was before they started rigging me big time, and they're rigging me right now. I've been a special target of rigging, because quite frankly, I've been very effective. So how do they combat that? They can't come out and admit that I'm effective. So they try to demonize people like me and others by artificially manipulating my numbers and making my numbers of viewers and likes and followers less than what it actually is. That's a way of trying to minimize. They're saying, well, this guy is, is inconsequential. No, I'm only inconsequential if you're analyzing me through rigged numbers. You take anybody who's speaking the truth and is effective, They are being subjected to, right now, rigged numbers. But you know what? I'm not not doing this for my ego. I'm not doing this uh, to avoid being targeted with rigged numbers and other psychological warfare attacks and technology attacks. I'm here because the Lord gave me a call. So one of the things I try to do in all my books, and you know, every time I read the story of anybody who's effective in life, They were always readers in childhood. Even the guys running the World Economic Forum, they are big readers. I was a big reader. I try to encourage you to be a big reader because knowledge is power. The Bible says that. And so I decided with my website and everything else that I was going to draw a line in the sand. I wasn't going to hide Bible prophecy. I wasn't going to hide the fact that I was born again. I did it professionally. I did it in the proper manner, but I wasn't going to be a secret service Christian, nor was I going to be a religious lunatic. I was going to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, but it was non-negotiable for me. I was not going to play the following game: wink, wink, when I was in Fox News headquarters up on one of the top or upper level floors, meeting with the head people who decide, you know, who's going to get what show. We were discussing the possibility of a Paul McGuire show on the Fox News Network. But, you know, I was willing to play the game only so far. If it meant not telling the truth, and if it meant uh, hiding the fact that I was a Christian, you know, I didn't have to, I wasn't going to turn it into a Billy Graham crusade. You've got to understand that. I understand media. But I wasn't going to manufacture an artificial Paul McGuire to please Fox News Network, CNN, or anybody else, and nor was I going to behave like a religious lunatic. So I didn't. I didn't water down my testimony. I didn't water down my biblical worldview, and I trusted God a hundred percent. And so God gave me massive favor, favor mainly with the audience, because the response I would have when I appeared on CNN and Fox News Network and the Fox Business Channel, was absolutely overwhelming at the time. Because back then, I was reaching millions and millions and millions of people on a regular basis with my regular appearances on Fox News. It doesn't happen now, except for somebody like uh, Tucker, who who they fired for telling the truth. And um, I decided I wasn't going to compromise. And so at a certain point, Fox began to change. And they didn't want winners, that's their word, not mine, they didn't want winners who were articulate, professional, had good screen presence, who were powerful communicators. They didn't want those kinds of people. That was the kind of person I was. They didn't want those kinds of people on their network anymore. They only wanted to dumb down conservatives who would chuckle and laugh, but who were basically harmless. And now they continued on with that trend so that they're not even worth watching anymore. So what caused Fox to behave themselves, at least back then, was the fact that they listened to their audience. They've obviously decided that they're not going to listen to their audience anymore. But you see, you don't win the war, the spiritual war, the communications war, you you know, you're in a delusion and an illusion if, if you think you can play the dangerous game that Fox is playing and continue to win. No, they're not going to continue to win. They've exposed their Achilles heel to their to their uh, primary audience. They fired by far their most popular television talk show host, Tucker Carlson, who, as I understand it, had nine times more people watching his show. Dan O'Reilly did at the height of his popularity. They fired him for telling the truth. Now, that has caused a massive realignment and a massive shift in the media world. Because what it has done is Fox News has tripped on its own tripwire. Now, when people turn on Fox News Network, guess what they do? They don't trust anybody who claims to be a conservative And is still on Fox News because they know that the only way you could still be on Fox News at this particular time is because privately, secretly, you've sold out. And privately and secretly, with the big boys upstairs, you've agreed to play their game. And so you basically bought and sold your integrity and career. So I I don't know why this isn't obvious to everybody. Everybody on Fox and everybody on CNN uh has been has gone through a massive 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 uh reevaluation of their ta- their television uh, hosts credibility every single one of the people up there who claim to be christians are i'm not judging them i'm not giving i'm not you notice i'm not naming names i'm just telling you they're under scrutiny by their own audience it's forcing you to reevaluate the integrity because you got to ask the question, and I'm not judging anybody, and I'm not coming up with a final decision. But if you're not willing to stand up for the truth, um, and if you're willing to play the game called compromise, then how can I trust anything you're saying? How can I trust? How can I trust you to even cover the important news events for me, my family in America? I can't trust you. I can't. You have violated my trust. Maybe you didn't want to. I got that. Maybe it was the the you know the commandment from the the, the the two I think it's the two sons of Fox News who run the channel who are very liberal. Maybe they're the ones that forced you to do this. But you had to make the decision. They have obviously. It's obvious from who they've chosen to be on camera. The anti-Trump, the the moderate conservatives, the rhinos. Those are the people they're choosing. And if you call you're a conservative and you're up there, you look stark raving naked, which is really an embarrassing to do thing to do, is to call yourself a conservative, wave the American flag, throw a bunch of cliches at your audience, and simultaneously be stark raving naked as you appear on national television. Because the audience is not stupid and when they start to notice that you're not covering all the important stories as they break because you only want you only want to cover the PC middle of the road stories then then you no longer you lost your credibility and unless you do something radical to regain your credibility the people will never come back and so it's the same thing as with the big social media companies they are You understand this. I'm assuming you understand it. We're in a full-blown, right now, we're in a full-blown technological war that is being fought in the technological realm of social media, social media platforms, artificial intelligence, the manipulation of social media networks, psychological warfare, and the psychological manipulation of your minds and your children's minds, I'm talking about conservatives, via the manipulation of social media kicking people off, allowing them back in. These are all totalitarian techniques of domination and total control over the population. See, we're at a point in history that whether we like it or not, and maybe none of us volunteered, maybe you didn't pray the prayer like I did, but guess what? Whether you like it or not, we all happen to be in this boat together. We happen to be the people who God calls his people. You are a child of God. If you're endeavoring to follow God and you're born again, even if, it's, if your walk is imperfect, you are a child of God. And God perceives you as a child of God. You're not a child of this world. So, it's, you know, you're being forced into it because the pressures maybe are forcing you into it. But really, you're going to look back and, and weep and thank God that you went God's way, because I'll tell you from the Bible exactly where we are when we come back. I'll tell you exactly from Scripture where we are prophetically and, and what Scriptures are being repeated right now, right before our eyes. Now, you need to go to paulmaguire.us. That's paulmaguire.us. You need to pray. You need to ask God. You can donate or contribute financially and do whatever he tells you to do. Obey him. You need to become a prayer warrior and pray for us. You need to join and sign up for our e-blast, and you need to sign up and join our social media, period. Otherwise, you're just mooching, man. You're mooching. And then you need to um, become an intercessory prayer warrior. You've got to make a decision what side you're on. So we'll be back in just a moment. I need you to go to PaulMaguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Help fund our expansion. Help fund us because we're fighting the spiritual battle for you. Go to PaulMaguire.us. We'll be back in just a second. This is Paul McGuire. This is the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Okay, this is where we are in history. When you go back into ancient history and you read the story or the historical account of the children of Israel, because the children of Israel had become idolatrous, because they began to break and violate the word of God, they were punished and the children of God were sold as slaves to Pharaoh and the ancient Egyptian empire. So they toiled with blood, sweat, and tears as slaves, primarily being forced to make bricks with very little mud, very little water, very little of the material that's absolutely essential to make bricks. They were forced by, quote, this was the name of the people, the managers of Pharaoh that ruled over them were known as, quote, taskmasters. And if the the, the Israelite slaves did not produce enough bricks with whatever uh, water and mud they were given, the taskmasters would whip them with whips in the hot sun, and they basically would force the children of Israel to make bricks until they dropped dead. They were slaves, and they had to bow, and, and they compromised themselves to Pharaoh and the the gods of ancient Egypt. And uh, they compromised and they served Pharaoh as slaves. Now, after hundreds of years, that was a long time, after hundreds of years of serving Pharaoh as slaves, God eventually had mercy on his people. And as prophesied in the Bible earlier, God promised to send the children of Israel a deliverer while they were slaves in ancient Egypt. And that deliverer was known as Moses. Moses served as a type of Jesus Christ, who was the deliverer. Uh, The Pharaoh is a type of Satan, and Egypt is a type of the world system. And the children of Israel are a type of not only the children of Israel, but the children of Israel are a type of born-again Christians, or two true Christians, who are serving as slaves in mystery Babylon, but who are also simultaneously spiritually blinded from the fact that they are actually slaves. They're under the delusion that they're not slaves, that they're somehow free. You are not free anymore. Your freedom is closing like a trap all around you. If you think you're free and you're going to stay free, you're under a delusion, the same delusion the children of Israel were under as they were slaves in Egypt. So God sent them a deliverer, Moses, and through the supernatural power of God, God delivered his people out of ancient Egypt in a manner which is very reminiscent of the events during the tribulation period and the the bowl judgments, and the trumpet judgments, and so on. The judgments and the wrath of God are going to be poured out on this world system known as Mystery Babylon. The judgment and wrath of God are going to be poured out on the Antichrist and the false prophet, and all those who accept the mark of the beast. That's all written down in the book of Revelation. So Pharaoh, who is a type of Satan, did not want to let God's people go. And so God began to, through Moses, God began to release his wrath and supernatural judgments and supernatural plagues upon Pharaoh and all of Egypt. And God hardened the heart of Pharaoh because this forced Pharaoh to come against the children of Israel and in that process, God they would be God's people would then hopefully be receptive to a deliverer whose name was Moses and so after sending all these tribulation style type plague and judgments, one of the, the biggest miracles was God split the Red Sea, the children of Israel uh escaped as the red split sea split in two, and then pharaoh Pharaoh and his chariots and his armies were all drowned as the Red Sea came crashing in back on Pharaoh and his armies, and the children of Israel made it into the entrance, the initial entrance of the Promised Land, which was the land of Canaan. But they they still, just like Christians in America today, just like Christians in America today, are still married in their spirit man and spirit woman, to whatever degree, to Mystery Babylon. And Mystery Babylon in America. Christians in America are still uh, married to the great harlot, Mystery Babylon. Even though God said to his people regarding Babylon, get out of her, my people. God is commanding his people to get out of Babylon. Stop acting like the children of Babylon. You're not. You're a child of God. And so um But God's people's hearts, many of them, are are still in love with Babylon, and they can't separate themselves. And that's the spiritual battle. But God will be merciful to you. God will forgive you of your sins. God will give you the power supernaturally and the strength supernaturally to be an overcomer against mystery Babylon. You may find the temptations just too intense for you to conquer all by yourself. Okay, call out to God. Cry out to God in prayer. And God will send into your life the dunamis dynamite power of God. He will send you His supernatural power so that you can break free from Mystery Babylon. And that's the time zone that we're in. So we are at the end of the age, prophetically. The Luciferians and the Satanists believe we are entering the new Aeon, or eon. That's Aeon, that's A E O N. Alistair Crowley, the great Satanist, said we were in the new Aeon, A E-O-N, which is the new era, the new satanic Luciferian era. And they the Satanists and Luciferians who are part of this globalist movement, who are behind the one world government, the one world religion, and the one world economic system, and the nanochip implant, and the neural implant and the biochip implants. And the New World Order, all of that stuff is now all packaged neatly together in what is called the Great Reset. And the Great Reset is going to be the ushering in of a scientific dictatorship, a technological dictatorship enforced by mass surveillance, electronic computers, technology, and scientific mind control. And you're seeing all, this, all the so-called random chaos, all the, the so-called crisis events that you're watching happen all around you are happening by plan, happening by design. Because this is a sign of the end days. And deep in the hearts of the Luciferians, and deep in the hearts of many of the wealthiest people in the world, the super billionaires, the super capitalists, the super trillionaires, deep, deep, deep in their hearts— hiding from public view. Many of them are full-blown Satanists, Luciferians. They're into heavy-duty witchcraft. They're into all kinds of satanic rituals. They're secretly, secretly worshiping Molech and Baal, and they're doing very evil things. And they want to take over this world. They pretend publicly to be atheists and compassionate, or humanists and compassionate, but secretly they have become the servants of Satan. The New World Order is Mystery Babylon. The New World Order, from its early design in ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel, the New World Order in ancient Babylon, when Nimrod was ruling it and the Tower of Babel or Babel was constructed, that was the world's first New World Order. And it is the world's first one world government, one world religion, and one world economic system. And so, this secretive Luciferian New World Order has been secretly being fueled for thousands and thousands of years. And you shouldn't be confused. Right now, you and I are in the strategic dynamics of psychological warfare, spiritual warfare, technological warfare, genetic warfare, and high-level spiritual warfare in multiple dimensions. And everything that looks like it's just random chance, like freak weather, the composition of what's in the chemtrails, the very existence of chemtrails, what's in the water supply, the modification of DNA and the genetic code that is transforming man from human being into non-human being, from 100% human being transformed into synthetic human being, or synth. And the reason the devil is behind this with such fury, and why this will usher in the mark of the beast, 666 technology, is because Satan knows better than most Christians that only 100% genetically pure, authentic human beings who are really human, only 100% human beings can be saved. Salvation is only available to people whose DNA is 100% human being. If you are part of a hybrid race or a mixture of human DNA with fallen angel DNA or demonic DNA, then you are no longer a 100% human being. You are part of a hybrid race. You are a synth or a synthetic human being. And according to God's law, any entity, any being, any demon, Um, cannot be saved. Salvation, according to the law of God, is exclusively available only to human beings. So that's why I get censored off of Google and threatened off of Facebook. Well, well, there are many brave people speaking the truth. I thank God for that. But there's even a larger number of people who are copping out and hiding and not speaking the truth. So why do they attack me? For lying? No. They attack me precisely because I'm speaking the truth. Why else would YouTube kick me off from YouTube two and a half years later? They they find a video from two and a half years ago and use that as the basis for kicking me off YouTube. Why am I under attack? What did I do? Well, here's here's your clue. The title of my message, which you can watch for free by going to paulmcguire.us, Need for crying out loud, you need to join the uh uh e blast channel. E blast channel. Okay, you need to join it. Because you're not gonna find it on on these mainstream social media channels. Here's the title of my video Changing the Human DNA. Why is that so threatening? I'm not even being specific. The reason I got kicked off the air two and a half years later. For running a video called Changing the Human DNA is because I exposed what the dark and sinister plot was. It's obvious that I'm saying somebody, I didn't name the name, I don't think, is changing the human DNA. Mostly to, to, to most sleepy Christians, they don't get it. Probably a lot of the people The human beings doing the censorship don't understand why I'm being censored. I'll tell you why I'm being censored. This is the satanic agenda that's secretly being financed by the globalist elite in America and around the world. Under the circus, under the three-ring circus of pandemics and vaccinations and, you know, all these weird chemicals in people's bloodstreams, etc., it is alleged that the secret agenda is... To transform or to change the human DNA. Well, if you know your Bible, which you should, if you're listening to programs like this, the Paul McGuire Report, which you should, then you would know why. Me saying that is so threatening to some people. It almost cost me my life. I won't go into specifics, but if you take if you take people like me for granted, you're not you're not fulfilling your duty as a soldier in the peaceful and loving army of the Lord. There's a price to be paid. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not joking. They don't want you to know that they're about changing the human DNA. They want you in a stupor in some TikTok reality. And they don't want you to know that their end game is to use transhumanism to recreate a new race of synthetic human beings with synthetic human DNA. Why? Because synthetic human beings with synthetic DNA cannot be saved. That's why they want to change the human DNA, because it's human. They want to have everybody to have artificial DNA or synthetic DNA. Why? Question mark. Why? Question mark. Because people with synthetic or artificial or synthetic DNA, it is impossible for them to be saved. Is that not important to you? Wouldn't you want somebody like me to risk his ministry, his life, and reputation and everything I have, because that's what I've done, to tell you the truth. Because it's only if you know this truth that you have the information you need to make sure that you and your loved ones are saved, and that you and your loved ones and your children and grandchildren and people you love and care about, you want to make sure that they can get into heaven. So obviously, if somebody says they love you, they would demonstrate it, By risking, like I have, to tell you the truth. Now, my message is not doom and gloom. I am telling you what's happening. You wouldn't know what's happening if it wasn't for people like me. And I pay a big price for that. And I'm not going to do a whole song and dance about it. If you if you are the Christian that you say you are, the Holy Spirit has already spoken to you regarding me or whoever else may be ministering to you. The Holy Spirit has already spoken to you. And if the Holy Spirit has not spoken to you, and the Holy Spirit has not given you revelation, then I'm going to challenge you. You need to really go before the Lord and ask the Lord to confirm whether or not you're truly saved. Because if you're truly saved, the Holy Spirit of God is living inside you, and the Holy Spirit of God would be warning you and speaking to you and directing you. If you hear nothing, that's a sign that you're either not born again, and therefore the Spirit of God or the Spirit of truth is not living inside of you. Or if you don't hear anything, uh, then it's a sign that you have allowed yourself to become spiritually dead. So dead that you can no longer hear the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm here to tell you, in love, it's not too late. It's not too late, I don't know how long you have, or your loved ones have. It's not too late. You can go before the Lord and repent, okay, of your sin. You can go before the Lord. it's there's still time for you to go before the Lord and repent of your sin. The blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse you of all sin, even if you did something which could potentially jeopardize your DNA, you have the opportunity to repent of your sin. There will come a time when that opportunity will not be available to you. So I suggest you take full advantage of your divine opportunity while God is still granting it. When the time of the Antichrist and the false prophet comes, in order for you to be plugged into the world system, you're going to have to accept their nanochip, biochip, neural implant, or whatever they're going to call it. You're going to have to accept what they call the mark of the beast, which means you're going to have to openly denounce Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and then you're going to have to proclaim and announce publicly that you are worshiping and you declare that the Antichrist and the false prophet um, are now God. And once you do that, there's no turning back. There's no second chances. So this was a trial run. You could still repent. Now, my job is to tell the truth to and spread that truth to as many people as I possibly can. But it's not just my job, it's your job too, to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to bring in the last day's soul harvest, to teach people the real full truth about the Bible. Where we are in the timeline, because I can, I can tell you with mathematical certainty, read my books, go to paulmcguire.us and order, order the whole bunch of them as they build upon one another. You will see references from history and the Bible And I can tell you exactly what pattern and plan they intend to follow and what they are following right now. First, we saw a successive major transformational crisis event disguised as a pandemic, disguised as a vaccination in which social isolation and all kinds of psychological warfare techniques were employed and used to break people's spirits, to program people through psychological warfare, and social engineering. These were not just like stupid rituals you were forced to do. All these things that they required you to do were were scientifically developed, psychological patterns designed to break you. Understand that? Like they do a prisoner in a concentration camp in war. They wanted to break you. Then there'll be a pause. We're in a pause stage. That could, that could end tomorrow. Then you can expect financial crisis events. Bill Gates is already announcing that he thinks there's going to be another um an even worse pandemic. You see, so understand that there's a, metho- a methodology in all this. Everything's done in phases. You're in the middle of one of the most advanced psychological warfare, spiritual warfare, technological warfare and scientific dictatorship warfare in all of human history. Do you understand that? You need to learn how that works. And I've explained it to you in my books, like Power from on High, like The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, like Conquering the Matrix, like A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, and The Day the Dollar Died. Go to paulmcguire.us, get the books, and read this the books, it explains what's happening to you and what's going to happen to you in the near future. It explains the real purpose behind 5G and the real purpose behind turning people into broadcasting and receiving mechanisms. And the real purpose, I I started talking about this 10 years ago. And I talked about the New World Order 40 and 50 years ago. So I've paid the price to get you knowledge that's accurate. You need to order the books, read them, and teach others and explain it to others. God's going to hold you and I accountable for everything we did and what we did not do down here on earth. I need you to join me for crying out loud. We're in a spiritual war of the greatest intensity in the history of the world, which should tell every single one of us that know even a little bit about Bible prophecy, that the return of the Lord Jesus Christ is drawing near. The second coming of Jesus Christ along with the armies of heaven, when he descends with the armies of heaven on the valley of Megiddo at the great war of Armageddon, is, Jesus is knocking at the door. Can you hear him? The prophetic times or the signs of the times are flashing brightly, their prophetic light saying, wake up. God is saying, wake up to his people. Wake up. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I exhort you as your brother in Christ to fall on your face before God as I have myself many times and I have myself repented over and over again for allowing apathy indifference you know fatalism to creep into my life and you need to fall on your face before God I'm not asking you to do anything that I haven't done personally you need to fall on your face before you want to see power from on high fall on your face before God and repent God, and I'm not endorsing smoking cigarettes, but if smoking cigarettes is your biggest sin, yeah, you may be endangering your health, but it ain't nothing compared to endangering eternal life. You need to repent of your sins, and the primary sins of the church and Christians in America is apathy, apathy, indifference, and indifference, and refusing to obey God in, in the time of crisis. When I sat, began the show saying God is looking for somebody to stand in the gap, God is ministering right now through the power of the Holy Spirit. How many programs can you turn, tune into that are still on the air? There's some, but they're being purged. That will still operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, operate in God's prophetic word and His holy word, and operate with facts regarding science and technology and history. Not many. Stand with me. You will be rewarded for what you did to stand with those who are endeavoring to be faithful in this last day spiritual battle. I pray in Jesus' name right now that the Lord would reveal to you right now at this second by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that the power of the Lord would come upon you and your loved ones with such gentle force, but that you would unmistakably know firsthand what it is like to be filled with the dunamis dynamite power of God otherwise known in the Bible as power from on high. I ask that the Lord would grant you power from on high, to be clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit as you seek his face right now in the name of Jesus. I ask that the Lord would show up in your life like he has never shown up before. I ask that the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit would operate fully in your life. I ask that the Lord Jesus Christ would fill you with faith, would fill you with power, would fill you with the dunamis, that you would be a one-man or a one-woman revival wherever you go. And even without you knowing it, baby, that you, you would be throwing out, generating out of your inner man or inner woman, the electromagnetic frequencies of God Almighty the biblical God so that everywhere you go the fragrance of revival the energy of revival sweeps into the room and the town or wherever you are without you even having to say a word you are a walking spiritual weapon against the demons of hell no we don't hate the people but we are at war with the demons it's either us or them take your authority over them in your house your marriage your community your government from federal to local, take authority over the power of darkness. Jesus gave us authority over the power of darkness, but it doesn't mean anything unless we stand by faith and utilize and exercise the authority that God has given us in Jesus Christ. I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would come down, clothe you with power from on high. I pray that there would be literally an explosion in your inner woman and inner man of the dunamis dynamite power of God. I pray that power from on high would drive the spirit of fear from plaguing you and drive sickness and other attacks of the evil one, and that God would give you the supernatural faith and ability to believe him and to drive the enemy from your land. I pray, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, that from coast to coast in America and around the world, I pray right now as my brothers and sisters who are obedient to God are joining me right now in prayer because God has released the spirit of prayer in our midst. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Walk under the power of God. Walk with the mind of Christ. Walk with the confidence that all around you in the invisible realm, internally in your home and business, externally wherever you are, wherever you go, wherever your footsteps are. Know this that if you are a child of God endeavoring to walk in his ways, know this. Hear the word of the Lord and let it reverberate in every cell and every DNA cell in your being. Let the power of God and the reverberation of his word echo throughout every part of your inner man and outer woman and inner man and the whole thing, with no confusion, by the way, with no confusion. For God has not given us confusion, but power, love, and a sound mind. Now, as you do that and you're walking under the anointing and the power of God, you will notice that you are no longer afraid. You are a calm in the middle of a storm. You are a calm zone in the middle of a storm. You are walking in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You have spiritual authority granted to you by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And you have chosen now, at this nanosecond in human history in America and around the world, you have chosen now to rise under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead when the Father called him from death unto life, and he eventually ascended into heaven. And our job is to occupy until he comes, and he's coming quickly. So stand as you, as you sense the power of God hovering over you, inviting you, And as you sense the power of God breathing his eternal life and glory and presence on you, don't shut him down. Open your heart up. Open your inner man and inner woman up. And allow the rivers of living water to flood in and through your soul and entire being. And see yourself as who you really are. And this is who you really are in the eyes of God the Father and in the eyes of Jesus Christ. This is who you really are when you choose to wear the full armor of God. This is who you really are. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, and the devil has no place in your private life, and the devil has no place in our nation and our world. And it's our job to drive him out. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Visit paulmcguire.us. Godspeed, your brother in Christ, Paul Maguire.